Welcome to City Harvest Sermon Podcast. Coming up is a word from Pastor Bobby Chow. Well, this week, I'm going to share the Word of God with you. The Bible tells us that God's Word is spirit and life. It is living, active and powerful to transform our lives. So church, are you ready for the Word right now? Previously, I shared with you that God is the God of truth. He is consistent. He has complete integrity. Whatever He has promised, He will do. As such, God is faithful and dependable. He never fails. And the Bible tells us that as He is, so are we in this world. So this God of truth is now calling His people and that's you and I to the same kind of consistency, integrity and faithfulness. Faithfulness is the character of Christ. Galatians 5 tells us that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. So being faithful is critical. It is so critical that the Bible promises that if we are faithful to the end, trusting God just as firmly as when we first believe, we will share in all that belongs to Christ. Hebrews 3 verse 14. You see, God is faithful and He wants us to be faithful just like Him. But how does faithfulness look like? Today, I want to show you from the life of Moses what it means to be faithful. There is no one in the Old Testament who was more faithful than Moses. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 2 says, Moses was faithful in all God's house. And again in verse 5, it says, Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house. In fact, God Himself testified publicly to the children of Israel in Numbers chapter 12. Then He said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I the Lord make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. But not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face. Hallelujah. What kind of faithfulness did Moses demonstrate that God would single him out and give him such honour? Well, there are three things I want to share with you. Number one, Moses was faithful in spite of disappointments. You see, obeying and serving the Lord had not been easy for Moses. After crossing the Red Sea and escaping Pharaoh's tyranny by God's mighty miracles, Moses was so full of hope and expectation because finally the promise that God gave to his ancestors some 400 years ago was coming to pass. They were going into the promised land. Moses was so excited that he sent an advanced party of 12 spies to bring back good news about the land that flowed with milk and honey. However, the spies returned with a bad report and that report sent the Israelites into a panic and they complained against Moses and refused God's promises. Because of their unbelief, God got so upset with them. And God said this, They certainly shall not see the land of which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. And the Lord commanded Moses, Turn back tomorrow and set out toward the desert. Oh, can you see the Israelites were already at the border of promised land. It was within their grabs. But because of their unbelief, God told Moses to turn back. 
and move out into the wilderness. And for the next 40 years, they were stuck in the barren desert. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how disappointed Moses was? Have you ever experienced a similar disappointment? You have been praying, planning, and making preparations for a long time. You have been saving for the past many years just for this moment to pursue the dream and the passion in your heart. And finally, you took that step of faith to embark on a new job or to start that business. Then suddenly, COVID-19 struck and your dreams were shattered. Or maybe you had envisioned a happy marriage, a happy family that is full of laughter and love. But the reality is so far from how you have imagined it to be. You end up utterly disappointed with love and relationship. Oh, friends, how should we respond to disappointments? You see, in spite of disappointments, Moses remained faithful, faithful to God's promises. His attitude was, Lord, even if I have to wait in the desert and weather through harsh conditions for the next 40 years, I am willing. I will not give up on your promises. I will not give up on your word. You see, Moses understood that we need to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Hebrews 6 and verse 12. Church, you need to have patience when you are disappointed because the breach between promise and fulfilment is patience. It takes time. Remember, patience means long-suffering. Therefore, the Bible commands us in Hebrews 10, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. You got to hold fast. Hold fast to that confession of your hope without wavering. Every time I think of patience and long-suffering, I will think of my Chinese member, Ming Xian. Now, Ming Xian has been battling cancer for the past seven years. He has gone through three major operations, six minor operations, three courses of chemotherapy, and 35 sessions of radiotherapy. Each time when the surgery was successful, Ming Xian thought that he had finally overcome this sickness with total victory. However, another problem would suddenly arise. It is as though the more you believe and hope for recovery, the greater the disappointment. But Ming Xian never gives up on God's promises. He holds fast to God's word faithfully. Recently, he sent me a text message saying this. Let me read to you. He said, Yesterday, I went for my doctor's appointment. He said that my esophagus had contracted again. After so many operations, it is still not recovering. He said, there is nothing else he can do for me. And I'm unable to eat anything. I can only receive milk, feeding through a tube directly into my stomach. However, the doctor gave me some good news. The CT scan report showed that all the cancer cells have been removed and my health is currently in good state. Praise the Lord. Although, it has been really tough the past two years. I can see the blessings of God upon me. And we are now welcoming our fifth grandchild into the family. All these are blessings from God. All glory and thanks to our Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Church, when disappointment comes, we must be patient. 
and hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, no matter what. Because God who has promised is faithful, He will do what He says. Amen. Number two, Moses was faithful in spite of betrayals. You see, many times in his life, Moses was betrayed by people, people who were closest to him, people in whom he trusted. One time, Miriam and Aaron, his older siblings, slandered against him and undermined his authority because they were unhappy with his wife. Another time, the Bible said that 250 Israelite men, well-known community leaders who had been appointed members of the council, came as a group to oppose Moses. Wow! Not only was Moses betrayed by his own family, he was betrayed by his trusted leaders and closest friends. Betrayal is one of the most painful human experiences. So much so that you will build a wall to protect yourself so that no one can come too close to hurt you again. The pain of betrayal can drive you to a point where you shut down and decide not to love people anymore. As a result, you become cold, and indifferent toward people. Because relationships are just too complicated and too painful. Friends, have you ever been betrayed? Perhaps due to the problems at work or financial hardship, your colleagues lied about you, your family misunderstood you, and your friends judged you. You feel angry, bitter, and you even start feeling that God has let you down and forsaken you. How should we respond to betrayals? You see, when Moses was betrayed, he remained faithful to God's command to love. Loving God wholeheartedly and loving people fervently. Every time he was slandered, Moses would pray and intercede for the people who have hurt him, pleading with God to forgive their sins and their offences. He guarded his heart. He did not allow his heart to become indifferent. Remember one time, the children of Israel rebelled against God and worshipped the golden calf? God was so angry with the people. The Lord told Moses this in Exodus 32, Now therefore, let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them and I may consume them. Now at that moment, Moses did not gloat over it and said, Ah, they deserve it. Let them all die. No. Instead, look at verse 11. Moses pleaded with the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people? Turn from your fierce wrath and relent from this harm to your people. Even though the Israelites repeatedly betrayed and hurt him, Moses still did not give up on them and continued to love them faithfully. Because love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Moses believed that the children of Israel would repent. He hoped that they would change. So he endured the journey together with them in the wilderness until the Israelites were ready to enter God's promised land. Church, this is how Jesus loves us. His love is faithful till the end. After the Roman soldiers had crucified Jesus on the cross, they were mocking and dividing His garments among themselves. 
But what was Jesus doing on the cross? He was pleading with the Father to forgive them their sins. Look at Luke 23 verse 34. It says, Then Jesus on the cross, He prayed, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And Jesus is calling us, church, to follow Him and do the same. That's why in Luke chapter 6, He taught us, He taught the disciples in verse 27, I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray, pray for those who spitefully use you. Church, in spite of the betrayals and hurt, let us continue to bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things, be faithful till the end. Number three, what does faithfulness look like? Moses was faithful in spite of failures. Did Moses fail? Yes. At the prime of his life, in a rash act, Moses killed an Egyptian. As a result, he had to escape into the wilderness, hiding in fear as a fugitive for 40 years. But at 80 years old, when God spoke to Moses to return to Egypt and deliver the Israelites from slavery, Moses courageously confronted his fears. He did not allow his past failures to stop him from obeying the Lord's command. But Moses did not fail just once. He failed many times. He had weaknesses just like any one of us. You see, when he was almost 120 years old, the Israelites came to a place called Kadesh, where there was no water. And the people complained. So God told Moses this. He said this, Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus, you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So notice the Lord told Moses to speak to the rock. But Moses did not follow God's instruction. Instead, in a moment of anger, he struck the rock twice with the rod. As a result, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. Wow. In the final years of his life on earth, Moses failed again. 120 years old, he is still failing. But Moses did not allow his repeated failures, whether young or when he was old, to stop him from being faithful to God. He just kept trying again and again to obey and do everything God told him to do. Eventually, in Deuteronomy 34 and verse 5, the Bible recorded this beautifully. It says, So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab according to the word of the Lord. You see, in the end, even where he died and how he died was in accordance to the word of the Lord. In spite of his failures, he remained faithful till the end. Though he knew he could not enter the promised land, Moses did not stop obeying the Lord until his very last breath. You see, very often, when we fail, 
we are afraid to try again. We would wallow in self-pity and even give up the journey altogether. You see, none of us are perfect. We will stumble and make mistakes from time to time. But church, don't give up. You see, I also failed many times in my life. Recently, I was packing my stuff at home and was going through my academic records. I was not a very smart student growing up. During my O-level exams, my Chinese teacher was so upset with my result that he told me that I'm a disgrace to the Chinese race. Then during my junior college years, I failed a subject so badly that my teacher had to tell me to drop that subject altogether. When I was doing my bachelor's degree in university, I failed a couple of subjects and had to retake them. While doing my master's in divinity 11 years ago, again, there was a subject that I failed and had to retake. I struggled so much with my studies due to work and missions, but I refused to give up. And last year, by the grace of God, I graduated with a doctor of ministry. Church, yes, you will fail. But when you fail, don't give up. Don't give up. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Hallelujah. What do you do when you fail your studies or business? When you stumble and fall into bad habits and sins? Don't give up. Don't become weary. Stand up again. Repent again. Pray again. Believe again. In spite of failures, remain faithful. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. John 15 verse 5. You see, as long as you don't give up on Jesus, abide in him, he will never give up on you. And when the time is right, you will bear fruit. The harvest will come. Moses was faithful in all God's house. In spite of disappointments, in spite of betrayals and failures, against all odds, Moses remained faithful till the end. Hallelujah. Some people may say, Pastor, it is such a pity for Moses. He served God faithfully all his life. What did he get in the end? He can't even enter the promised land. It's such a waste. Oh, no, no, not at all. You see, to Moses, what he was pursuing was not the land in Canaan. He was not chasing the security or the comfort of material possession and wealth. You see, think about it. Moses was from the tribe of Levi. The Levites were priests and servants at the tabernacle. In the promised land, they had no inheritance. There would be no land allocated to them to be called their own. Ah, then why did Moses still want to give his life to lead the children of Israel into Canaan? Why did he go through all the frustrations, the sufferings and the pain of the wilderness, what benefit would he get? You see, Moses had discovered that he had a more excellent deal. You see, the Lord himself is his inheritance and possession. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 1, it says, the priests, the Levites, 
all the tribe of Levi shall have no part or inheritance with Israel. Therefore, verse 2 says, they shall have no inheritance among their brethren. But take note, the Lord is their inheritance. Hallelujah. You see, friends, to Moses, where the presence of the Lord is, there is the land of milk and honey. Where the presence of the Lord is, there is heaven. God is enough for him. Moses would not want to go to any place where God is not there with him. He simply wanted to follow the presence of God all his life. If God only wanted him to follow him to the border and not enter the Canaan land, to Moses, that was enough. Psalms chapter 16 said it like this. In verse 1, it says, Preserve me, O God, for in you I put my trust. O my soul, you have said to the Lord, You are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. My goodness is nothing apart from you. Notice what the psalmist says. My goodness is nothing apart from you. You see, goodness is not defined by how many achievements or successes you accomplish. Goodness is not defined by whether your family, colleagues or friends love you or betray you. Goodness is in the presence and the person of the Lord Himself. Apart from Him, there is no goodness. Verse 5, the psalmist went on to say, O Lord, You are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good inheritance. The psalmist says, I have a good inheritance because the Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You see, when you have the Lord, you have everything. And the impossible becomes possible. Do you remember in the gospel, one day, Jesus brought Peter, James and John to the Mount of Transfiguration. It says in Matthew chapter 17, verse 3, Just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. You see, that day, Moses stood on the Mount in the Promised Land. And what was even more beautiful was that Moses was talking with Jesus and speaking to him face to face. You see, this was what Moses had been pursuing all his life. Against all odds, he remained faithful in all God's house because the Lord Himself is His inheritance to him. He said, Oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. City Harvest. You may be going through a terrible crisis at home, on your business. You may be stumbling from one failure to another. You may even be facing very disappointing circumstances. But church, God is enough for you. He will never let you down because He who promised is faithful to fulfill. There's one more thing I want to show you. In Revelation chapter 1 and verse 5, it says Jesus Christ is called the faithful witness. Faithful witness. 
And like Jesus, we must become a faithful witness. You see, in the New Testament, the word witness in Greek is the word matus. It is where you get the English word martyrs. It describes Christians whose entire lives are identified with Christ, even to the point of death. Christians who not only believe in Jesus, but they stand by Jesus, live by His Word, and imitate Him in their speech and in all their deeds, even at the risks of being challenged, opposed, or ridiculed by their opponents, a faithful witness never gives up. Take for example, you believe in Mark chapter 16, that in the name of Jesus, you will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That by His stripes, we are healed. But after all the press, nothing happened. The sickness didn't go away and people challenge your belief. They question your prayer. Do you stop? Do you say, oh, oh, maybe God doesn't heal anymore? Or will you remain a faithful witness even at the expense of being ridiculed? See, during those years when my family was bankrupt, I kept giving my tithe and offering every week, trusting that he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. But one day, my mom found out that I had been giving to the church. Oh, she was so upset and questioned me. Why are you giving money away? Don't you know, we don't even have enough to put food on the table or to live by. Are you out of your mind? I quickly took out my Bible and I asked mom to sit down for a while and I opened to the, the scripture in Malachi chapter 3 and I gave her a short Bible study on tithing. And when we bring our tithes into God's house, the Bible says He promised to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing over our lives. But at that point, my mom was still a non-Christian. Nonetheless, after that session, she no longer questioned me about giving again. And true enough, God opened several business opportunities for my family. And in a few short years, we cleared our debts and came out of bankruptcy. Hallelujah. One day, my mom came to my room and passed me an envelope with a stack of cash in it. And she said, please bring this to your church and say thank you to your God. Church, against all odds, stay faithful to the Lord. Stay faithful to His promises because God is enough for you. God is enough for me. Amen. Recently, I read a story which happened in the middle of the second century. Christianity then was illegal and believers throughout the Roman Empire faced the threat of imprisonment, torture or death. I am a Christian. The young man said nothing else as he stood before the Roman governor, his life hanging in the balance. His accusers pressed him again, hoping to force him to renounce his faith. But once more, he answered with the same short phrase, I am a Christian. Santus was a deacon from Vienna and he had been arrested and brought to trial. The young man was repeatedly told to renounce his faith. 
but his resolve was undeterred. I am a Christian. No matter what question he was asked, he always gave the same unchanging answer. He would not tell his name or the nation or city to which he belonged or whether he was born or free. To all his accusers' questions, his answer was always, I am a Christian. When at last it became obvious that he would say nothing else, he was condemned to severe torture and a public death in the amphitheatre. On the day of his execution, he was subjected to wild beasts, fastened to a chair of burning iron. Yet, throughout all of it, his torturers did not hear a word from Santos except the confession which he had uttered from the beginning. His dying words were, I am a Christian. You see, for Santos, his whole identity, including his name, citizenship, social status, was only found in Jesus Christ. I am a Christian. Jesus was enough for him. O Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You see, like Moses, like Jesus, and Santos, against all odds, God is calling us. He's calling us to remain Faithful, faithful to the very end. But you may say, Pastor, Pastor, how to stay faithful? I have so many weaknesses. I have so many failures. My heart is broken and hurting. The betrayals from the people I trusted is just too unbearable. Friends, don't give up just yet because Jesus gave us a promise. In Luke 24 and verse 49, Jesus said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And Jesus continued in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He said, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. Matus. I am a Christian. How to be a faithful witness? The only way to become a faithful witness for Jesus is by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because my goodness is nothing apart from you, O Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to baptize you afresh, again and again, with His presence, with His power. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. He wants to heal your broken heart and fill you with His love. Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God has been poured in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Won't you open your hearts to Him once again, church? Let Him know. Let the Lord know that you are my portion and my inheritance. My goodness is nothing apart from you. Amen.
Let's be a faithful witness. Wherever you are, I know that the Holy Spirit is here. Won't you lift your hands, close your eyes and reach out to the Lord. He wants to come afresh on you even right now. He wants to fill you with His power and His presence. Let's just talk to the Lord in the Spirit for a while, shall we? Let's just pray in tongues together right now. Let's worship the Lord together. How could I ever let you go? You hold my future in your hand. How could I ever survive without your presence in my life? This hope I'm feeling inside is coming alive. Is coming alive. How could I ever let you go? You hold my future in your hand. How could I ever survive without your presence in my life? This hope I'm feeling inside is coming alive, is coming alive. There is a miracle when you believe, reach out your hand, touch his presence once again. Oh, what a joy! this journey of life, there's so much unexpected occurrences, happenings that throw your life out of control. You were expecting life to be of certain, maybe a fairy tale marriage, wonderful business, but then suddenly things take a back turn heart is broken. Your dreams are shattered. In fact, sometimes even when you come before the Lord to pray, you do not know what to pray, what to hope for, what vision to have. Because when you see things around you, or things even ahead of you, all you can see are just emptiness, darkness. Holy Spirit is here. He's here to heal you. Our goodness, our goodness is in Him. With Him, all things are possible. In Him, we have more than enough. The Lord is our light. Yes, He is the light of our life. The Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we? Let the Lord, let the Lord come and be your portion and your inheritance. Let Him be the refuge of your soul. 
Let Him be the anchor of your faith. Let Him be the fortress. Let Him be the builder of your life. This is the secret of how to stay faithful till the end. I am a Christian. Our identity is in Christ. Our security is in Christ. Won't you surrender all to the Lord? Give your business, your career, surrender your, business, your, your family, relationship, marriage. Let the Lord come. Let the Lord be your inheritance. Let the Lord be your portion. That's right, wherever you are, won't you open your hearts, lift your hands. Oh, let Jesus come. Let it be a new encounter with Him again. Won't you let the Holy Spirit come and breathe fresh life, fresh breath, fresh life into your soul? Let it be a strengthening even right now for He, he gives power to the weak. He increases strength to those who are tired and weary. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you into our home. We welcome you into our life. We welcome you into our ministry. We welcome you into our career. We welcome you into our business. Oh, we are crying out to you, Lord. Oh, Lord, you are our portion and our inheritance. Our goodness is nothing apart from you. That's why you just pray. Call on the Lord. He is closer to you than your own very breath. Hallelujah. It's a brand new day. Our prayer is not in vain. God is here with us. His promises remain. Hold on to your faith It's a brand new day Our bread is not in vain God is here with us His promises remain We are stronger With every step we take Don't you give up now Hold on to your faith Again. Oh, what a joy I found I'm dancing in the rain You healed my pain I'm covered by your grace Forever Jesus reigns Hallelujah In this service, I especially want to pray for those who are sick in your body I want to believe God Let's contend for our miracles Let's contend with God for our healing of our body. Because with Him, all things are possible. God is faithful. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. So if you are sick in your body, won't you lay hands on your body right now? And let's all pray together. Let's just pray in the Spirit for a while. Let's believe God for healing. Father, I come together in faith with my brothers and sisters. You see that when we agree, two or three agree on anything here on this earth, it shall be done for us in heaven. So Lord, we come before you. We thank you that Lord, you promise that as believers, when we pray in the name of Jesus, lay hands on the sick, the sick shall recover. We thank you that on the cross, Jesus, you bore all sickness and pain by your stripes. We are healed. Cancer, be healed. Heart disease, be healed. Every kidney problem, infections in the lung, be healed right now. Every skin disease, 
be healed in the name of Jesus. Migraine, headache, go in Jesus' name. Let it be a release of your healing power. Holy Spirit, for the Spirit of the Lord is upon us to open blind eyes, to heal broken hearts, to set the captives free. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your healing power right now. We receive, we receive in Jesus' name. Father, we lift our lives before you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, dear Lord. Each day, the path of the righteous will get brighter and brighter. He who waits on you, we will renew, our strength will be renewed like that of an eagle. We will soar. We will run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Because the Lord is our portion. You, oh God, you are our inheritance. So Father, I ask for a blessing over all my brothers and sisters. We want to be a faithful witness for you. Faithful like you. So may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God our Father, may the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all from this day and forevermore. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray and all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Won't you give the Lord praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So church, don't give up. Let's be faithful all the way until the end. Amen. And that's the end of this week's podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Email us at connect at chc.org.sg 